0: Everybody, to this podcast has autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, I'm Marcy. I'm here with my husband Bran. Today we're going to be talking about fragile X syndrome. Fragile X syndrome causes mild to severe intellectual disability. It affects both males and females, but females usually have milder symptoms. Symptoms include delays in talking, anxiety, and hyperactive behavior. Some people have seizures. Physical features might include large ears, a long face, a prominent jaw, and forehead, and flat feet. Therapy can be used to treat learning disabilities. Medications may be used to treat anxiety and mood disorders. Um, Individuals with autism have difficulties with social interactions and communications. Although symptoms of Fragile X and autism spectrum disorders overlap, FXS is characterized by intellectual disability and developmental delays, while autism is defined by challenges with social interaction and language impairment. And with that, let's move on to the
1: interview. Hey everybody, today we have Kate Taylor with us, and I'm going to turn the time over to her to introduce herself.
2: Hi everybody, Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I am Kate Taylor. Uh, you can find me online at the Observers Outpost on Medium.com. Uh, I am an autistic author. Uh, I work mainly in uh, essays and short stories, uh, but I am also currently working on a novel.
1: That's awesome. Uh, how... <laughs> well, <there goes. laughs> how? How were you when you were diagnosed with autism?
2: Uh, I was actually in my twenties um, during grad school. One of my professors who had been a clinician for uh, around 30 years, uh, told me it was something I might want to get, uh, you know, looked at, and um, so I began that uh, the diagnosis process. And uh, it was uh, a good thing I did because it was um, really life changing to suddenly know exactly why I saw the world the way I did.
1: What well, what was life like before your diagnosis?
2: Um, honestly, it was it was really lonely. It was confusing. Um, before a diagnosis, you know that you are different, but you don't know why because you only have your way of seeing the world. And so before that, um, you just always kind of feel like an imposter because uh, women, autistics uh, become very good at masking. We camouflage our traits uh, so that we can pass as quote-unquote normal in neurotypical society. And that just creates this um, profound isolation, because after a while, you're not even sure who you are.
1: Does life make more sense now that you've had a diagnosis?
2: It absolutely does. Um, yeah, life changed uh, a lot after diagnosis, um, mostly for the better. <laughs> There was um, this kind of strange period right afterwards where I was almost mourning, not because I was autistic, but because had I known earlier, my life could have been much different. I feel like I wouldn't have had to struggle as much as I did. Uh, So after diagnosis, um, a lot of things changed for me. So many things became clearer, and I began to... Really understand more about who I was, how my brain functioned, and I really appreciate knowing because knowing is knowledge is power, and it really gives me a, a more firm basis for who I am as a as a human being.
1: How are autistics portrayed in the media these days?
2: Um, that is a very complicated question. The way that uh, disability and autism is portrayed is almost non-existent. Uh, Of all of the speaking roles that are currently on television, only 2.1% are actually disabled characters. Of that 2.1%, a minuscule amount are actually identified as autistic. Um, The characters, uh, the representation that we get in media we either are not acknowledged as autistic. Uh, they will have characters like um, like everybody's movie where Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, or uh, Abed from Community, or BBC uh, Sherlock. These are autistic coded. They have a lot of autistic traits, but the creators, the writers of those shows never take that final step to say they are actually on the spectrum because it would then create this kind of obligation to get right, to actually do research and understand what the traits that they are portraying actually mean in an autistic autistic, um, person's life. So when we are portrayed, when we are actually shown as autistic and identified that way, it's overwhelmingly we are shown as savants, like on The Good Doctor, or we are shown uh, as being completely helpless. Uh, A lot of uh, horror films, uh, there are a few that have come out in the past 10 years, uh, something like The Darkness. Uh, (laughs) It stars Kevin Bacon, uh, and he has an autistic son who is alternately portrayed as either the smartest one in the room or unable to change his own shirt. That might be reality for some autistic people, But for most of the people on the spectrum, that is not real life. Uh, So how we are portrayed in the media is is really complex because if you are actually being acknowledged as autistic, as a character, you are often either put on that kind of good doctor pedestal or you are shown as being a a real burden on your family in those shows. The other other side of that, where you are not – autistic coded as a character and not acknowledged as being on the spectrum is even worse because then it becomes okay to say, Oh, this person is just socially awkward. And it gives them license to do really terrible things and just bully these characters, uh, continually.
1: Do you think the media creates a sense of anxiety and or depression for autistics?
2: I really do. Uh, When we talk about media, it's not just fictional portrayals of characters. Uh, You've also got uh, the mass media, journalism. If you look at somebody like Greta Thunberg right now, uh, she is amazing. She's 16 years old. She has the courage of her convictions, and she is continually being bullied by people in positions of relative power for being autistic. They can't fault her work, so they're trying to fault her actual brain. Uh, She has been called uh, mentally ill. Uh, God, uh, she's been called uh, disturbed. Uh, People have tried to uh, bully her or berate her for having uh, not much affect in her voice. Uh, And it's just when you see that kind of bullying on a mass scale, particularly of a child, If you are someone who has just been diagnosed or you think that you might be autistic or you have a child who has just been diagnosed, that makes life much more grim. You know, when you don't get to see the positive side of things, Uh, it really, I believe, contributes to a lot of autistic depression and anxiety.
1: Do you think the stigma around autistics is a good or a bad one?
2: Um, unfortunately, I think that the stigma is pretty negative. Whenever people don't understand something, uh, it is easier for them to, to kind of make fun of it and shove it aside so that they don't ever really have to look at it, look at their own behavior and understand what it is that they're doing. Uh, so with the stigma of autism, so many people just see it as that, you know, Five six year old little boy who's sitting in a corner rocking and is obsessed with trains. Um, <laughs> it's, it's much, much more than that. And we need to be portrayed more honestly, more positively so that uh, attitudes can begin to change.
1: What makes it hard to get, get and keep employment for autistics?
2: That is um, that actually has a lot to do with the stigma around autism. Uh, It also has to do with the lack of accommodations uh, for autism. Uh, Again, when people don't understand what it is, they don't, uh, workplaces or employers don't really know how to work with or accommodate people with autism. Uh, And that right now, um, the latest statistics, 85% of employable people with autism are unemployed many of those people have advanced degrees, like a BA or an MA, sometimes even PhDs, and they can't find work. Uh, And that is shocking because within the general population, um, only 4.5% of people are unemployed. And even among other disabilities, only uh, 10.5% of other disabled uh, people are unemployed. So to have 85% of, of people with autism being unemployed right now or underemployed where they're not uh, being able to use their actual skills. Uh, that, I think, really says a lot about the way that uh, stigma works against autistic people in the workplace and about the way that accommodations uh, need to be looked at and understood so that more autistic people can enter the workforce.
1: Why do, why do you think there is such a high turnover rate For employment among autistics?
2: Part of it is that lack of accommodation. Uh, You know, a lot of uh, autistics have trouble with fluorescent lighting. Uh, That constant hum can just be maddening if you have an auditory processing disorder, uh, which I do. So I understand completely how awful fluorescent lighting can be. Um, If you're in a workplace where they don't want to accommodate and allow you to wear, um, you know, protective hearing devices or something like that, that can really overload you and really make uh, your day a lot worse because then you're struggling against uh, an element in your own body and brain to try to continue doing uh, a job that your physiology and your neurology is telling you that you can't do because of this one thing that would very easily be fixed if you were able to be accommodated for it. The other part of that is workplace bullying. Uh, people with autism are between 4 and 10% more likely to be um, the object of bullies. And in the workplace, that is no different. Uh, unfortunately, you would think that as you got older and became uh, an adult, that would lessen, but it does not. Uh, many, many, many cases of workplace bullying among autistics have shown how many people have just had to leave their jobs for their own mental health because they couldn't uh, continue to go into a place where they were ridiculed and deliberately misunderstood and often uh, used for um, their their work ethic, their ideas, and then continually passed over and not paid a living wage. Uh, that's a real problem uh, with um autistic employment, and that, of course, is going to cause a lot of turnover.
1: Is there anything uh, you suggest to be done to help autistics get and keep employment?
2: Absolutely. Uh, This is something that can start and should start all the way from recruitment uh, through employment and beyond. To be able to um, begin accommodation, even with the interview process, Find out if the person is willing to disclose if they are work with them during the interview, don't do group interviews. That can be uh, really nerve wracking and uh, confusing for autistic people. One-on-one is better. If they're able to do multiple one-on-ones on different days with different members of the company so that both sides can get a sense of how they will fit in that company. That's a really good solution. Uh, after employment, uh, People just need to understand what autism is and how that autistic person can fit into the workplace. So, continuing education for the employees, for the employer, uh, so that everybody knows what is happening and everybody can feel comfortable. that would be a great way to help uh start to uh to lessen uh, the autistic unemployment rates uh and the same thing with accommodations if you can be in a place where you have protective hearing if you have auditory processing disorder awesome if you're in a place where the lights are really bright and they can put you in maybe um not isolate you but give you a place where you have more control over the lighting so that you don't have to worry about being overloaded by it awesome There are very simple kind of fixes that could be done if people just understood what it was and were willing to begin to to work down that road.
1: Do you have any any advice for other autistics?
2: Um, (laughs) Embrace your weird. Uh, That is is the best advice that I can give any human being, um, but autistics in particular. Uh, your weird is the thing that makes you special, is the thing that makes you great, and it is the thing that will ultimately let you stand out and find your purpose in life. Uh, your weird is, what, uh, is something that you should never be ashamed of, and it is something that can give you a great deal of pleasure and maybe even a life um, career if it's something that you are willing to embrace and accept and, and nurture.
1: Anything else you'd like to add before we close? Um,
2: no, I think that's it. Did you have any other questions for me?
1: Uh, no, that's all I have.
2: Okay. Um, I really appreciate this. This uh, was great. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. Now for some announcements. Uh, the winner for the Chewy giveaway was Addie and Tony on Instagram. So congratulations on that, and that's it for this episode. Until next time.